0: It's time to review the year, and we're not just going to review any year or any sort of review. Let's do a review of 2021 and an apostolic review. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Welcome back. still loving that bumper music. yes gotta love it. when we dive through the YouTube comments, there's always a few gems and I will share one of those with you guys
1: <laughs> some of some of the gems don't even make it yeah yeah we we filter some of the don't, gems out
0: <laughs> don't let them know that we do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is the word for it? Curated. Oh, okay. That's the word. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For the sake of our viewers, we take care <laughs> of some of them. Yeah. Matthew said on YouTube, I've been a faithful listener to both Kingdom Speak and Biblos for quite a while and have always left blessed. I have waited with great anticipation for the day that Brother McKillop and Brother Urshan would do a podcast together, and I'm oh. so thankful it has come. Thank you all for allowing God to use you through your podcast and for being such a great blessing to me. We'll say amen to that. Matthew. Yes. Get amen? Amen. Amen. Get a hallelujah? Hallelujah. So thank you for your reviews. Thank you for your ratings. Thank you for your listenership. It makes a difference. And, uh, yeah, that episode with brother Hirsham was pretty awesome.
1: Yes, it was. Yep. Yeah. He we was. got a lot of, uh, a lot of interaction feedback. Mm-hmm. That's great. I, th- I think we need to have him back. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I had people referring to a, a part two, looking forward to part two with Brother Urshan. I don't even remember us saying that, did we?
0: No, we just kind of hinted around that oh, okay. we wanted to do more. Yeah, I reckon he's got a bit more. Yeah, he probably has a bit of content. Yeah. If we gave him a <laughs> few weeks, he could he could come up with something. So the end of the year is approaching. And this is yes. the time you know, when we do year in review. We always look back at what happened in the year. Uh, last year this time, we were privileged to have a guest on the podcast. Um, his name sounds a bit like a vegetable, something like <laughs> broccoli. Is how I remember him. Okay, Pastor yeah. Brock. Pastor Brock, thank yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> I remember <laughs> Pastor Brock.
1: <laughs> I remember that there was like, if if we got the name right, mm-hmm. he was going to send a book or mm-hmm. what, it wasn't a mug,
0: something for like sure. that. No, it wasn't, it wasn't a mug. Wasn't That's a for sure. No, we don't mm-hmm. have no mugs. I got to say, there's a nice mug in, the, in his picture there set up today. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Two nice mugs. Yes. So, yes. apostolic review. Okay. Oh, look, look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: I like it. I like it. So, when we started, that's how it looked. AR is owning Kingdoms <laughs> Beat. <laughs> Man, Pastor Bracamonte, how are you doing?
2: blessed uh a friend of the church here says blessed and fantastic and better than i deserve wow God is good
1: i think it is elder balestero that that i first heard say this and i've kind of adopted it but his response is too blessed to be depressed
2: there you go i like that yeah, yeah. i'm a rapper by nature I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal that oh
1: yeah are you really oh See? yeah here we go. I, right. could, could, can can you give us? I a... give you a little uh, rap music.
2: Yeah. There you go. Here we go, yo. So what's the scenario? Kingdom speakers on, and now you know, yo. There you go. That's it.
0: I like it. Beautiful. <laughs> Come on. <Woo! laughs>
2: this is That's great. How we roll.
0: <laughs> Mildly unexpected on Kingdom Speak, and I love it. Well, I guess it. there's
2: some, some benefits, you know, to having a background.
0: <laughs> there it is. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All things work you together go. for the good.
2: <laughs> now, now we rap for the glory of Hallelujah. God. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. You heard it first. On All Kingdom right. Speak. Woo. That's
0: a wrap, uh, folks. We're, <laughs> we're going to do a hip-hop episode. <laughs>
2: uh, I feel this, good about myself now.
0: Man.
2: Impressive. Oh my goodness. See, we thought when we had him
1: on the show last year that we learned all about you that there was to learn. Oh,
2: there you go.
1: Clearly, clearly we we came up short. You held that out on us.
2: Hey, I'm I'm the paradox in the box. (laughs) Great. So my goodness.
1: For our listeners that maybe have not heard of Apostolic Review. Pastor Bracamonte is not just a pastor, but has started, you you may need to help us with a little bit of the history here, but a number of years ago started a community called the Apostolic Review. And we we connected with them, like you said, Mm -hmm. last year. This has been a, a very interesting connection that, uh, our kingdom speak has kind of bridged so that we right. could could get together. And we, we have enjoyed, uh, communicating with you through different networks over the past year. And we're delighted that you're back on with us today.
2: Yeah, it's exciting. Man. I'm, I'm man, I feel, feel blessed. And it, it, like you said, it has been a good, good connection. It's amazing how, how God, uh, connects different people, you know, um, when, when he's doing things and, uh, that connection with Kingdom Speak is just, man, it's, it's been good and, uh, it's been a blessing to us, you know, and all the AR community. I know, you know we've been edified by, by what you guys do and, and, uh, as far as the history of AR and kind of, that's how that connection developed, you know, we're just kind of reviewing from an apostolic perspective, apostolic resources, whether it's books, podcasts, um any any kind of resources like that uh you would say be available on the digital mark digital marketplace um we're just trying to point people to uh content that's edifying that's apostolic and uh will be a good edifying resource and that's kind of one of the things we do you know when we've kind of uh, built this community our foundation is books obviously it's a reading community and so we have a lot of uh uh pastors and sunday school teachers and people that are, are apt to read uh, theologians you know um in that community but uh nevertheless you know you still have uh brethren that are just readers lay lay brethren that just want to grow intellectually want to grow doctrinally you know and so um, pointing them to to good apostolic content is kind of what we do
1: absolutely and you do this with finesse um and excellence. So kudos to you and your team uh, for the service that you provide, the apostolic world. Um, Amen. We look forward to the day when we don't have to work COVID into any of our discussions, but we're not there yet. Right. So I know, first of all, that you had a personal encounter uh, with with COVID, and God brought you through. Talk to us about that quickly
2: yeah, we, we picked it, I picked it up, my whole family, you know, we, we got sick with, uh, with that Delta variant, and, um, it was pretty, you know, it, it got pretty bad there, I think my oxygen got down to, um, to 84 was the lowest it got, and God was able to, to connect me to a, a doctor who treated me, he didn't wait, um, and I don't want to, you know, cause a stir on, on kingdom speak, you know, and, um, Hey, but you
1: have the pot. You have the stick. Go ahead.
2: There you go. <laughs> Stir away. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, he treated me. He treated me, and uh, um, he prayed for me. He was a Christian doctor, and, uh, and so you know, it was about I would say three or four weeks. It was really bad, mm, and then wow. um, after that, the the fatigue, the fatigue just hung out for yeah. too long. He was like that. That family member that came to stay, you know, and just they didn't won't. let you know they were going to stay for a while. It's like, dude, you got to go. It's time. <laughs> okay,
1: so have you, if you guys, I'm sorry, to, it, you just triggered me here. Did You guys ever hear the story about the 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 family and and the, the dad's mother in law? His his mother in law was coming over, and so he looks at his children and he says, "Now, Graham and Grandpa are coming over for Christmas," and Tell you what, I can only handle them so much. He said, if they stay for more than a week, I'll, I'll, I'll climb the walls. And so they rolled in the yard, and little Johnny runs out. Hey, Grammy and Grampy, they hug each other, kiss. He said, how long are you guys staying? Oh, I don't know. I, I, no, how long are you staying? He said, well, I, I, I guess, I don't know, maybe a week or two. He says, "Why? Why are you asking?" He said, "Oh, we're just really hoping that we're going to get to see Dad climb the wall." <laughs> <laughs> so, you were about you were about at that point in your recovery where you was wanting to climb the walls, I suppose, after three or four. Right, weeks.
2: Right, climb the walls, and and if it was a, a real person, take the shotgun out and say, "You got to go," you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't that the truth? Uh, but, yeah, no, but it was it was you know, uh, and then my wife, she was just as sick, and and my my kids, we all got it at the same time. Wow. And so the kids now they they didn't one or two days and they were good, right? You know, and yeah. uh, so I have a ten year old and I have uh, he's going to be eight, and so here we are just sitting on the couch trying to get through the day and they're you know yeah, and it's like so they had free reign for about three weeks there they just had <laughs> yes. no discipline whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, do whatever you want, go ahead. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, free pass.
2: No, it's all good, but but you know glory to God, He healed me. And, um, you know, one of the things, you know, this was, this was what was difficult for me in one sense is we we've seen a lot of men of God pass with COVID this last, you know, a couple of years.
1: Yeah.
2: And then you just say, you know, Lord, why, why did you leave me? Hmm. And, um, you know, I, I actually, you know, I've thought about that a lot. Hmm. And, uh, the only thing, you know, that. I thought the Holy Ghost tell me. I guess was um, when I was talking to the Lord about it, I was still sick. I said, you know, I knew I was recovering. And I said, Lord, why why did you keep me? And He just said, because there's still some praise in you I want to get. Uh, I, just, I said, okay, and that kind of uh, that kind uh, of helped me deal with with that fact, you know. And wow. so here we are, praising God still.
1: Wow, wow, wow! What a story. You are you are so right. There are. There are a lot of cases that, that didn't didn't end up as positive as what.
2: As right. Positive. Good men of God. Great men of God.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: And women of God, you know, and you're just like, why? Well, yeah. you can't ask that. Right.
1: Well, we're glad that you're still around.
2: I am too. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. So then how, how has, um, we were talking before the show and our initial discussion last year around this time, I think we all would have hoped that by this year this time we'd have been through this. Right. How, how right. do you, how do you see what has transpired in in relation to COVID not to talk about COVID only in the sense of how has it affected Apostolic Review and maybe maybe the overall Apostolic community positively negatively is it a wash? what what's your how how do you how do you feel that that has affected the
2: i I wouldn't call it a wash definitely i mean there's been there's been you know effects positive and negative you know um i think on the you know just just to start off with the negative theology right (laughs) yeah is is the the impact it's had on congregating you know i think for for uh pastors and churches the the biggest impact has has been helping people overcome their fear of coming back into community and worshiping together as a church you know right um and in one sense that has been one of the biggest battles right and then then the other thing with pastors you know you're trying to not live with the spirit of fear or minister with the spirit of fear but you're still trying to be wise you know so lord where do i how do I navigate this to keep my congregation healthy and safe, but to still honor you and not to compromise right. on our stances of, of worship and coming together in community. And so that's, that's been, you know, something, you know, from a pastoral perspective, that it's been a, a struggle for many, you know, and I think, so I don't judge any man of God, you know, on, on what they decide they need to do for their community right. uh, that they're shepherding because circumstances are different, you know? For sure. And so, but you, you can't, I think one of the dangers is if you go too long, you know, you just, you know, not not everybody in the church is praying like you think they're praying. They don't all have a prayer life like you, you wish they would have a prayer life or, you know, and they're dependent. You know, a lot of them are dependent on that Wednesday night Bible study and that Sunday worship. You know, that's unfortunately for some of the members, that's the meat of their spirituality shouldn't be. And it's those ones that, that seem to struggle to come back. And so I think in the negative, you know, that's that's been the negative, negative and I, I'm talking from a pastoral perspective there. Sure. But in the positive, you know, and this is where we can we move to the digital side of things, you know, for apostolics, you know, worldwide, I guess. I think I was telling you earlier that COVID has become kind of a, a fertile ground for for apostolic creators and in the sense that before they would dabble maybe not completely commit I mean you had some brothers that were already knew the value of it um but especially for pastors you know with, with so many time constraints and you have to really be picky about where you invest your time um the digital marketplace maybe wasn't where they were uh putting a lot of effort and they didn't see it so much as a ministry maybe a hobby uh, that was kind of the mindset
1: yeah
2: but now you see the value in it because we're living now in in a different time whether whether we like it or not it's a, it's a it's, it's a time of technology right and the, the social networks are are powerful and our people are no different than any other people in the sense that they have technology they have phones in their hands they have computers they're listening to podcasts they're searching for content. Um, they're looking for something they do. They have, they have gaps in their day that they want to fill with some sort of content. And so I think for apostolics, COVID has really, uh, made an environment where now we're willing to invest more time and more effort in it because we, we see the value. And so like your podcast, Kingdom Speak, right? It's just, it's, it's a, it's a resource for, uh, people in their day where they can come find some edifying material. And what does that do? That, that part of the, day, it blocks out other content that is non-apostolic.
1: Yeah. That's other, what I was just uh, going to say. I mean, if, right. if, if we don't step to the bat, the, 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 that slot doesn't stay vacant. It's filled by something.
2: Mm. Correct. Correct. And so as, as far as, you know, on the positive, on the positive side um, man, it's, it's been, and we've used this term before. It's kind of been a renaissance for us. Um, yes. I think for all creators that are, you know, opposite well creators. The other thing too, is that if you think about it, the ability to create content is so easy now, as far as, you know, with the technology, I mean, you, if you got a cell phone, you can create a podcast, right? And you sit there and record yourself and you can make a podcast. It might not be the best quality, but it'll get out there. Right, you know and so yeah i i think it's it's been in in that sense for lack of better terms it's been a boom i mean i see brothers coming out with 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 a podcast and writing books and and, and doing different things that they they would not have done in the past mm-hmm. i think including myself
1: right there, there has been some incredible incredible podcasts kicked off mm-hmm. this year and and you can you can um A a neat thing that I think, I I pray, catches on is even in uh, some of the ranks of of elders that they are as uncomfortable as it would have to be. Because when we first started podcasting and sat at the table the first time, it was a trip, man. It was... uh, It's pretty awkward. Yeah, it's pretty... It's it's an uphill Mm -hmm. psychological um, climb to Mm -hmm. get into the swing of... Podcasting, having this conversation, and then right. doing it—you know—in in a, in a platform where you're bringing a guest in virtually, et cetera. Mm. But so so, if it was that way for our generation, it's it's only bound to be
0: mm.
1: even more so for my my dad's generation,
0: brother Brock right. Monte's generation. Basically, is what we're saying. <laughs>
2: There's that honorary producer again. He's always got to get his two cents in. There it is. (laughs) There we go. There we go. Here we go.
1: Yep. Yeah. He's jealous because he can't rap like you can.
2: Yeah. Well, I was going to wrap him a little Christmas present with an AR mug in there, but I think he just disqualified
0: himself. Oh, that's good. I'll work. I'll work. You reap what you sow. I'll work to get it back before the end of the show. I'm just, so I'm seeing,
1: I'm seeing elders even step into this, right, digital arena, if you will, and we're able to, and 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 that's why I'm saying I pray it's, it's been part of the initiative of Kingdom Speak mm-hmm. is to try to get elders on so that they don't die with some of these precious truths,
2: right, still in them. And you know what's what's great is 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 those things are recorded yes you know so even if 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 you know god forbid you know they do pass well there's a a history there of of experience you know um my pastor you know bishop rick mayo i mean he he does a daily youtube devotional for his church Mm -hmm. but there's so much uh how do you say so much meat and so much grace and so much encouragement there that and, and you know for me he's 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 a the voice of, of of an elder, right?
1: Absolutely. And
2: even as a pastor, I can't, you know, I'm three hours from him, mm-hmm. and so you know, I can't always get there. But I can, I can connect with him via this absolutely uh, devotion, absolutely. you know, and feel like he's he's imparting something into yep. my spirit. And so, yeah, that's great.
1: Well, that's that's happened even with us. Um, we were able to record an episode mm-hmm. with Bishop Aston. And and, and none of us knew, obviously, but just a few months later,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. he he passed away. You know, do you know how valuable just that that one episode is? Right. You know, we had a number of pastors from Kenya that would hit that episode, watch him, and then comment or send messages to us uh just, wow. just so grateful that that we captured that right so uh, right. all of that i think comes back to that renaissance that you're talking about
0: right you know what you know what's sort of interrupt but i was just going to say this about when you're creating content like this i mean we're recording this episode right now we're going to put it out within a week's time so there's that aspect of it but i think there's a lot more value even on the side of historically gathering this kind of information, you know, right. and just almost archiving it, you know, obviously in a public domain, but right. imagine right. if we'd have this kind of information from the generation before us. Right. Oh my goodness. Right? You know, right.
1: Right. Well, I, I, I'll I, put a, a, a shameless plug um, out here for the Bishop Floyd Odom. Mm-hmm. We had him on. Yep what two or three times his episodes were on fire man you know just right. unpacking mm. these um theology theological yeah. packages that just you know just and so you could see after he he, he hit his stride he was comfortable so then we right. began having conversations privately with him and he is now doing maybe we can get the the website is it renaissance mm. we'll, we'll pull that up i think it's renaissance academy mm. have, have you have you heard about this
2: no i haven't
1: bro and so he he is now teaching a a a series of lessons for ministry
0: oh wow like a masterclass. class it's a it's yeah, yeah. it's basically right. a
1: master class a video series masterclass, and uh, we, we, because we were, we were very interested in him getting it done, right. Mm-hmm. Recording it with, uh, equipment was, was purchased. A lot of, a lot of, um, men played, right. a, played a role in helping that get up off the ground. Right, There's a right. fee for it because he has literally, um, basically come off the road mm-hmm. and is designating hours a day to recording these things. Wow. And He's dropping them weekly.
2: You know and... what? I just had a thought too, and you know, you know what that does. You know, there's a lot of there's some mm-hmm. pastors. They've been pastoring their whole life, and then they get they get to that point where they're going to retire. Right? But they're not sure what they're going to do.
1: Yes, exactly. Right.
2: So here's 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 a platform. Here's a ministry that they can devote time in, and mm. instead of letting all those years of teaching and preaching and experience go, go away, so to speak, and just kind of fade into the sunset. Now, now you, you they're providing a platform where, you know, ministers, people mm-hmm. can come and glean from that and, and grow. Right. And, and now they're, you know, and, and they can do it part time and still feel like they're sowing into the kingdom of God with their, with their gift, because, you know, the gift doesn't die until the day you die.
1: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so absolutely. Right. Point. That's, yeah. That's, yeah, that is a great point. It's floydodomministries.com.
2: dot Floyd Min- well, well, we'll we'll plug it. Um, yeah, check it out. They are
1: check it yeah. check it out. It's great. It is it is literally a systematic theology. He is starting from right. Genesis, working his way the entire way through to the Book of Revelation.
2: That's awesome. And, can I can I uh, sponsor a scholarship for Brother Derek right there? I think he. But Castillas, I think he needs a, mm, needs yeah. to be in those those courses there,
1: especially the one
0: on ministerial ethics. And <laughs>
2: yes, that's what I was thinking. Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. Iron
0: sharpeneth iron. Do we teach about that scripture in there?
2: Uh, iron, iron sharpeneth dull iron. <laughs> oh,
1: give him a Bible bomb or something. Come on. Uh,
2: I'm giving him a rimshot. Here we go. Here we go. Like...
1: I love this. Can you come back on next week?
2: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I, guess, I guess we, we need to rein it in, rein it in, in the Holy ghost. No.
0: <laughs> it's a challenge though, to get these guys in the mindset of once they realize, I guess the potential reach that they can have and the value of it, then they right. are willing to put themselves in the uncomfortable yeah. chair. Right. And, and right. you know,
1: you, you raise a great point. Um, brother Derek on that. Cause I can speak to this. You, you and I as pastors are used, to, we're, we're used to operating in our gift right. where there is a dimension of anointing ebb and flow mm-hmm. that having it on a conversational level can be a challenge. You have to, you have to reprogram your approach to delivery is that maybe maybe that's the best way
2: right no absolutely you know i I was thinking about that as we're talking you know for that older generation what's the biggest challenge you know to actually doing something like this right and it's not just the older generation; it's anybody like you said that initial when you first start doing this right and even like today's podcast i had a little bit you know you always get a little nervous a little tense you know how's it gonna how's it gonna flow how's it gonna go right and um and so I think what happens is some people, they approach it with the picture in their mind already. Like, this is how I have to be, right? Okay. Or, you know, what What are people, how are people going to view me? Mm-hmm. And if you don't get past that, that's really going to be the biggest, one of the biggest hurdles. And obviously the, the second hurdle is the the actual technology itself, you know, because I think, especially in the apostolic ranks, um, these pastors always want to do stuff with excellence. So they don't want to just throw something out there and be connected to something that's not excellent. Right. Right. And, and so there, there might be that hesitation and say, well, you know, I don't have that capacity, but that's where, you know, like, like you guys did for, um, you know, Bishop Odom, you, you provided the, the technology for him and now he's.
1: And you, you know, what's, what's amazing is you take that, uh, Bishop Bishop Odom, is quite comfortable down there recording, going into his little setup that he has and just just attacking it. Whereas right. that would be more of a challenge for me. Mm. Our setup of, of having these the, the, the two guys here at the table, a guest in more of a conversational approach, makes it easier for me. So I guess I would encourage anybody that would even be considering Uh, content. Don't, don't let a little roadblock that you find Mm. stop you. You you work until you find an arrangement that works. Mm
2: -hmm. Right. And and, and then you do it. Right. Try stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, the idea of me being alone in this room with one camera and just staring at that camera and talking for 45 minutes and dropping a podcast would have my, my stomach in knots Mm. much more than coming in And it flowing like it is. So that works for us. Right. But I I think coming back again to those elders. Oh, man, they're the the experience that a man would have after pastoring for 40 years. Right. We we need to hear that.
2: Mm -hmm. Right. Real, real world experience. Yeah. Stuff you don't get in a book. Yeah. You know. Yeah, no, that's it. And, you know, I, I think, um, again, going back to apostolic content and creation, um, there's also the idea of, um, how do you say, it? what's what's the word I'm looking for, that you know that this man of God, because, you know, he's been pastoring 40, 50 years, and he has a track track record of experience, that he immediately... Is an authority on that subject, right. and that's that's one of the biggest obstacles to podcasting. Mm-hmm. Is you have to prove you're an authority on that subject before people really start taking you serious. Yeah. Well said, right?
1: Well said, yeah.
2: Right. No one's questioning if Bishop Odom is an authority on those subjects,
1: right? <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We'll let <laughs> right. somebody else question that. That's
2: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, no, that's excellent.
1: So I, I think that really. Kind of comes back. Um, this is crazy. Not. To, I, I, I want to hear more about the AR community, but I can really. I, I remember having conversations with Bishop Odom through Zoom when COVID first happened, and that was a that was just an uncomfortable experience. But because of COVID mm-hmm. and and the being pushed into that uncomfortable. Um, exchange he became more comfortable with it right and so i i do say i do see that happening right so you, you um you guys have started a podcast this past right. year right right excellent stuff excellent stuff is that um or what, what's your plans with that is is is, is it primarily for um Interviewing what what's what's some of your vision? Yeah,
2: I, I think at least right now, you know, I, I think you know, because it kind of goes with um what we're about, you know, and so primarily um I, I would say it's kind of primarily authors, apostolic authors, you know, but not we're not limiting ourselves to apostolic authors. Mm-hmm. Um also, you know, I think people that are in theological fields. Because that's something that's you know near and dear to my heart. Is I feel we have to grow theologically. As and, and the reason I say this, and I've had some pushback on this from from brethren, said, so, "Oh, we don't have to be like that. You know, we're we're primitive and we're restorationist," which is all true. But the problem is, is whether we realize it or not. And I've seen this. I, I've seen this personally. Um, if we're not theologically astute, we allow other theological streams to be superimposed on us and because we don't recognize them, you know, and they, cause there's always some overlap in the language, right? There's this big thing right now in the apostolic movement, which I'm totally against, you know, I'll just go out there. You can drop your little bomb if you want, brother mm-hmm. Derek. <laughs> no, I'm just um, this whole idea of that. We're sola scriptura, right? That's a big, big thing out there right now. Yes. We're not Calvinist bro. You know, absolutely right. not. Right, Because that's what, you know, it sounds cool, it sounds Nietzsche, it sounds like, you know, only scripture. But what we have is just, we have a generation of people that theologically don't recognize those things, you know. And that that shows up in the music, that shows up in in books we're reading. And all of a sudden we're embracing this, and not just embracing it, you know. Then you have pastors start teaching from that across their pulpit, and they're wondering why their disciples are starting to look different. Because what you teach, that's what, what you're going to produce. Mm -hmm. And so we have to, you know, have, uh, men, women of God that can define what apostolic theology is. And so part of apostolic review, what we want to do is that's why we do the reviews, um, so that we can, you know, we, we, we read the books, we recommend books. We put warnings about books, even Trinitarian books. I haven't, my shelves are full with, with Trinitarian authors with good stuff in there, you know, um, which some of them I wouldn't recommend people reading unless they have good kidneys, you know, doctrine, you have to be doctrinally strong for some of them. But the point is coming back is that our, our men of God, our pastors, you know, should not only be a pastor, but this is how I believe that they should be the preeminent pastor theologian in their community. They have to be because they're, they're wrestling with other, Men that are intellectually astute, and if you don't have answers, people will not see you as oh, the authority.
1: Good. Mm-hmm. That's good.
2: And part of it is being able to define someone else's theology and say, "No, that's that's not us. This is not what we believe. This is what Scripture teaches."
1: Right, because in 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 previous generations, they couldn't Google your 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 theological position. Right. But right. I mean I, I know that I'm not the only pastor that has sat in an office and had someone cite a YouTube preacher right. um, counselor debater as a source trying to hold up an uh, a, a, an unsound mm-hmm. theological position. right. you know that right. that's, that has happened to me.
2: And so, so you know we have to
1: be yeah yeah. Let, let me ask you this: on the flip side of that coin, as content producers, I, I understand, and we may have time to get into this with you that you're going to be getting more into into producing, not just reviewing. Um, but as content producers, so that's that's Kingdom speak. That's what that's that's what we do. Right. How do you produce content? With and, and tackle topics that that can be a bit thorny without crossing that boundary of trying to be everybody's pastor um, and not competing with the voice of that primary, as you've said. That's what triggered it with me, that that local pastor needs to be the primary voice for that flock. Right. So I think it's right. important that we as content producers keep that in mind how do I right. put borders and boundaries around that?
2: Well, I think first it starts with respect. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's a big word, you know, re- respect. So I had a young man DM me, right? Okay. Uh, send me a direct message. Yeah. And he was having issues with something his, his pastor was teaching. And I was, so I was like, first, bro, I'm not your pastor, you know? And I was, so I just gave him some, you know, uh, if there was a I kind of I kinda took the viewpoint if if one of my people were DMing another Absolutely. person, right. what would I want them to say? Right. And I said, listen, I'm I'm not gonna comment on that right now. You need to actually sit down. And you know, I kind of got out of him. He just heard it from across the the pulpit, but he hadn't sat down and said, Hey Pastor, I wanna talk to you about this. This has bothered me, you know. Um, so number one, there has to be, you know, we talk about ethics, right? There has to be a good, sound ethics and respect for other men of God. And, and I think that starts with understanding that God placed that man in that community. Exactly. And to disrespect that man is to disrespect God. Right. Even, I mean, we go classic, the classic issue with Miriam and, and Moses, right? Even though Moses wasn't completely correct in what he was doing. Mm -hmm. It wasn't him that got rebuked, right? It was Miriam because there was a line she had crossed with respect. Right. And so those same ethics that we have in person and as churches, I think we keep those same ethics when we create content. Now, we may bring up a thorny issue, right? And it's in the public domain, but it's not an attack on anyone individually. It's just the subject itself. Exactly. exactly. So you can bring the subject out and and I think obviouslaws have to do, and I was talking to Brother Matsino, the book mentor, you know, he's part of our team, um, about this one day during a phone call. How I noticed that with with Trinitarian authors, like they'll they'll get a book review, right? And sometimes they're they're not the best, you know, the guy reviewing will 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 point out some really some some issues they have with that book. But rather than getting offended, they'll usually respond and say, hey, this was my position. Sometimes you do that in apostolic ranks, and, yeah. and they want to make you an heretic, you know? They yeah. just don't have the grace to take critique. And I think that's something that, you know, we all can that's do better well as apostolics. You know, we have to have the grace to take critique. That's good. That's good. We're not all right, you know? I'm, I'm growing. I'm, I'm learning. Exactly. Um, you know, and so, yeah. So I guess that's where I would start. I would say you, you maintain the same ethics. And if you're going to get out there, you have to know that not everyone's going to agree with you. So you have to have some thick skin, you know, and not, you know, lose your Holy Ghost over it. And you know, oh, Lord, they don't like me and what I said. Oh, goodness, you know, and bring fire down, Lord, and get rid of them because, you know, they don't, they don't agree with my point of view. And, oh, bro, come on, grow up, you know.
0: Maturity. Mm. Maturity. Maturity. Do you remember when we did yeah. justification of sanctification?
1: No, like, no, that, yeah. I don't remember that.
0: Yeah, we did what? How many weeks? I think six, seventy-two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, six or seven weeks. Yes. And that generated some discussion, right? That
1: definitely. We were getting, <laughs> and 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 this is. Again, than... But again, it comes, it comes back to what you just said. We were getting comments on our quick cuts. Mm -hmm. So the topic was too big for one episode. It took six or seven episodes. Mm -hmm. And then we were releasing quick cuts, which are 60 to 90 second snippets of an episode that couldn't contain the totality of the subject matter. Mm -hmm. And we were getting feedback on quick cuts. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Context like, matters, man. You probably should listen to the whole thing. Yeah. How about you just,
1: just, <laughs> uh, just, just, but again, you can't get all hot under the collar about that. You just, you, you pass it back and say, look, do you know what? We actually cover that three episodes from now or, or we're going to be tackling that next week or.
2: Right why don't you subscribe and go watch the first episode and let us know what you think of the whole thing.
0: <laughs> what a great way to hook them in, right? <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> that, that's so good. So good. Yeah.
0: How, uh, how has the year been, would you say for reviewing apostolic authors uh, and apostolic content? What, what have been some of your highlights this year?
2: You know, um, man, we just I don't know if you just we have we just did a podcast with uh Rodney Shaw. Yeah. Yeah oh, Man, that's a highlight. Him, yeah. That that is uh his book, man. That is I I would lay that book next to any church leadership book I have in my shelf. Wow awesome. I'd probably put it on top because of the content. And when in the in the interview, when you hear him say it's a culmination of 20 or 30 years of ministry, it took him twenty, thirty years to write that book. Mm-hmm. he's not lying <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. when you read the book i mean it the, the content um it's one of those books that i think it's going to become a reference on in your library mm-hmm. um especially when you're teaching teaching people how to be the church and teaching leadership you know he has this term called followership which i just think is another way of saying you know apostolic discipleship mm-hmm. because if you have an apostolic disciple you have a good follower right right um I like one of the chapters in his book that he, he says, don't it's, it's called don't be that guy
1: <laughs> oh.
0: ah.
2: and uh, not, not to give away any secrets of his book, but uh, I really like that, you know, especially as a pastor because he talks about Absalom and how Absalom was uh, he doesn't use this term, but I would say uh, uh, he was the second man trying to be in the first man position. Mm-hmm. And listening to, to others, right. And, uh, trying to, uh, be an influencer instead of a follower. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, he talks about him a little bit and, um, it's just content we need right now. Uh, in one sense, you know, we have a generation of, of apostolics, I think, um, that really need to, to know what it means to be the church. And that that is mm-hmm. itself a high calling. Right. But the pulpit is is not the pinnacle of apostolic ministry, right? It's just the oh, tool or an yeah, avenue that God that. uses, right? It's just it's it's just the tool. It's not the the you know, the I've all I teach this, you know, not to get preacher or anything, but the pinnacle of apostolic ministry is worship, right? Yeah. We're all created to worship. That's the mm-hmm. and I tell the church all the time that the pulpit or preaching is a consequence of the fall. If Adam would have never if, if Adam would have never fell, mm-hmm. there would be no need for a preacher because preaching is about getting people right with God, right? It's reconciliation ministry. If Adam doesn't fall, there's no need for a pulpit, but he would still right. be a worshiper. Mm-hmm. And right. so when you have that mindset and then you bring it into, you know, into the church and, and you teach people that, you know, just, and I think he makes a good point in that book, um, what you, it talks about followership and finding ministry and finding purpose, right? In, in, in that book. And one of the things he, in, in those certain words, he talks about how uh, whatever you're, you're doing and you're drawn to, that's probably your calling instead of looking at something and saying, Hey, I like that. He says, you ought to be approaching it with what do you do naturally in the kingdom that brings fulfillment to you? Right. Mm. And uh, so that's, that's been a highlight that the quality of that book, um, the writing in it and, and the material, you know, I, I would say it's it's kind of a, a half church leadership, half missiology kind of work. Wow. Um, Robin, its book, you know, radically uh, apostolic. I mean, that's that's a clarion call back to uh, living an apostolic lifestyle and being radical about it. And so, those have been some highlights. Um, uh, the your podcast again, you know, I know we're on it, but
0: we'll just oh, replug thank it. Thank
2: you for that. Is, yes. You know, uh, yes. Now, I'll tell you, okay. We are waiting for you to so,
0: mention our own podcast.
2: <laughs> and so, all right, let's get on choppy waters, okay? okay. <laughs> Here, we okay. Here we go. Here
0: we go. Here we go.
2: And it's not a term I came up with. Uh, it was actually a, a podcast we did with Sister Larissa Bollinger. Um, and we were talking about uh, all these, you know, the different organizations and the independence and, mm-hmm. you know, within within the apostolic sure. movement. Uh, Mm -hmm. intra-organizational and it's better because we're not ecumenical right so um talking about apostolic content one of Mm -hmm. the things i've seen that you know i step back and i look at it that's amazing is it's become a tool for a broader unity okay so there's people coming to kingdom speak that are aljc that are wpf that are upci Mm -hmm that are independent, they're being edified. And like we were talking about earlier, they have their men of God, they have their pastors, and there may be differences in some of the things we, we teach standard-wise, sure. you know. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it allows for is a sense of community and unity throughout the whole movement mm-hmm. without having to step on someone else's organizational tools or toes or uh pastoral toes in other words they have their pastor they they have their preacher they have their teacher and that that should be their primary uh, source of teaching and and followership uh to, to term mm-hmm. brother shaw there right. uh but i i think that's one of the things this this digital um domain has done for for apostolics there's a danger in that you know Okay. But it's the same danger you see you see in a city with a lot of churches. You got church hoppers, so you you have people. But that's that's a spiritual right. issue that that person's carrying, you know, and well, so you we, can't stop doing something. We actually right. mentioned
1: we actually mentioned this in um, last week's episode about the danger of being isolated versus being together, mm-hmm. right? And Elijah was in better shape on top of Mount Carmel with 450 prophets opposing him Mm. than he was in a cave Mm. all by himself. So there's, there's danger associated with both.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Right. Uh,
1: But we really do need to find that, that apostolic balance there.
2: Right. Right. You know, nobody's telling you to jump churches or jump ship, you know, but it's, um, like like we said, it's, it it becomes a resource for community. You know, it's like AR. You know, we have, I mean, man, we have a a broad representation there, mm-hmm. and and it is a community. You know, to an extent, it's not a replacement for uh, your church community at all. Sure, it never will be. It just can't provide that at all. You know, this the digital uh, the digital marketplace cannot replace that.
1: Do you? Do you think that there won't be more of a need for this the closer we get to the end? Uh, I, I've seen this, in, 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 and we're not, you know, I believe we're at the end, but we, we clearly haven't crossed the, the checkered flag and broke the tape right. yet. But as, as persecution comes upon the church, you right. know, really some of those things just don't matter. Not that right. they shouldn't matter to you as an individual if it's a personal conviction. I'm not saying to lay it down. I'm just saying if 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 there is that connecting point of right. of those fundamental core apostolic doctrines, we're gonna need each other to help each other get across that finish line.
2: Oh yeah. No, I I'm yeah, no, that that's that's uh I think that's a solid point. Um and I think it it I I'll tell you this, you know, digital is a powerful tool. If it wasn't such a powerful tool, there wouldn't be, you wouldn't have independent fact checkers. (laughs) Okay. So when you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just the fact that, that a, a company has to come out with independent fact checkers proves the point that there are people that can influence the way people think and live and react. Right. Why not take that medium and influence people
1: how they think and influence the way they
2: think the way they walk the way they talk and Mm -hmm. the way they react right and and the truth is we're the real fact checkers you know because we have an unchanging truth (laughs) we have a truth that that does not change you know i mean jesus made the most profound statement that any man could could ever make he didn't say i have truth he said i am the truth that's a big difference between having truth and being the truth
1: absolutely
2: I am the way, also. the truth, and the life, and uh, and so we have we we have that. Why limit it? You know, I, I I wonder. Sometimes I wonder. You know, Paul was famous for hitting the synagogues, and hitting the marketplaces. I wonder what Paul would have done with social media.
1: I I have wondered the very same thing. I think in our first little introductory clip that we put out about our podcast, we cited. Mm-hmm. that very fact that whenever paul got in unique situations he adapted and kept getting the message out
2: right that's the key yeah you know the marketplace was a very um, unruly place you know for to use nice terms it, was, it wasn't it wasn't people think marketplace or they think you know bananas and apples and right and right. and fish right right and there was a lot of other services in the marketplace yeah a there lot sure other was. going on yeah, <laughs> And right. that's where he was going to, to preach. Not that he went into those places with those services, but, you know, as, as he ventured through the marketplace or through the synagogue or or he met there, you know, at Mars Hill, you know, he was in the places where he could influence. And that's what apostolics have to be. We have to be in places where we can influence. Right. And we won't grow if we're just preaching on in our, in our pulpit with the same group. We're not going to grow you know right. we have to influence the world with this that's what we call you know, kingdom expansion right right, right. so i think in the digital sense this is what we're doing
1: and we have to know? come back to the fact that this kingdom is ever increasing that
2: right that is the right. organic
1: element of mm-hmm. the kingdom of god it it's never a stagnant or decreasing thing it is ever increasing
2: right. well there you go that's a that's a great thing to think about is um you know, in that conversation Jesus has, you know, when they're asking him to show us the kingdom, and he says, you know, you, it, you won't say, "Lord is here," "Lord is there," but is within you, right? Mm-hmm. So it's an unseen kingdom, mm-hmm. and so, in a sense, you know, the the things that are happening digitally as things are getting transferred through the air. It,
1: Can you repeat it, that? We unseen. lost your audio.
2: Um, I think I'm back. It was okay. There we go. A little interruption there. Um, it's unseen, and so. One of the things, you know, um, in in the digital world, it's it's an unseen influence. Sometimes, you know, you don't know who's on the other side of that podcast and and what's happening, but something's happening, and so there's an influence there. You know, there's a reason the Bible calls Satan the Prince of the Power of the Air.
1: Mm, you know, absolutely,
2: it's an unseen. Absolutely, right, right. And so it's a transcendent thing, and so um, I, I think uh, you're you're intermingling with things. You know, now in, in the technology age that you just, you can't see them with your eyes, <laughs> but they're there wow. transmitting through the airwaves.
0: For sure. Absolutely. Uh, one more question for you, Pastor Bracamonte. Uh, without, you know, getting into proprietary information, what uh, what are you working on in the next year? What's your goals for 22? Um
2: I don't know, man. That's top secret. You know, no, I'm okay. just we'll
0: just move on. <laughs> no,
2: no, no, no. It's all good. Um, we, we have a couple, uh, projects and we've had this. So number one, AR has become an actually a nonprofit uh, organization and, you know, um, and there's a reason behind that. Uh, one of the things we want to do in the near future is we want to provide another place for, for publishing and from a nonprofit uh, perspective. In other words, we want to provide a platform for uh, authors um, and help them get their books out there um, and help them through the process. And one of the reasons we want to do that is we we want to increase the quality of wow. uh, apostolic writing. That is cool. um, and so, you know, we're trying. I'm trying to convince. Now, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna throw this out here. One of my pet peeves is books that are written and they're. And they don't involve an editor. Yes. Because what happens is the content may be great, but when you're reading through that book and you start seeing errors in syntax and you start seeing uh, errors in, in just spelling errors, that it just, the writer loses authority. Mm-hmm. You just do. I mean, mm-hmm. I saw a book and it wasn't an apostolic author, it was a book I read not too long ago. I don't remember the name of the title. But I was, I was taken back to find multiple spelling errors in the book, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, I think if we're going to put something out there, you know, there's this spirit of excellence that we have to connect to it. And it, it, and, it, and I think some of the reasons some people hesitate to use an editor is because it costs money. Right. But if you don't use an editor, you're showing me the value how you value your work. Because I know if I put something out there, I value it enough to make sure that it gets seen by other eyes. Right. Right. And not just my wife, you know, <laughs> but a, uh, hey, and my wife's always going to be, oh yeah, baby, that's good. I like that. You know, oh yeah, that's a, uh, you know, uh, she's, she's my biggest supporter, you send know, send
0: it to me and I'll tell you what I think,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I, I need to send it to someone that knows how to spell. oh.
0: So.
1: oh! oh!
2: <laughs>
1: i love it
2: this is great no, so um anyway so we're, we're gonna get into uh publishing our, our goal is going to be um cool. you know publish a few books high quality books uh um on a yearly basis we're still we're still in the works with that um it's, it's been a slow process and part of it you know covid really put me back um i had some things that were getting projects that we were getting ready to start and it just man, it, it came like a freight train and it just, and the fatigue behind it is actually what slowed the process down, but um, there's a lot of good writers out there, apostolic writers that just need a little uh, direction and a little help getting their content out there, and uh, so that's that's what's in the works for the future. That's, awesome. um, that's one of the things, the podcast, we want to grow that, and uh, we want to, you know, we want to continue to point people to apostolic resources, you know, podcasts, um i guess we should put some plugs out there you know since we're talking about apostolic content for 2021 you know biblio's made a big man yes. that's a that's You're a big good
0: on the scene this year yeah yeah
2: yes yes big on the scene um there's another podcast adam shaw the restorationist i've never met him
1: he does but, great work
2: right great. um great
1: i think he put out well, should should, uh yesterday um uh, they broke fifty thousand downloads, I think, in the last right, nine months. Right, I saw months. that. Right, incredible Good for them. Good for them. Yeah. Right. Now uh, he you, you he, he is a consistent, strong. That's you content. just
2: you just said. That's that's the key, right yeah. there. That's one of the keys. So I've seen some brothers come out with podcasts, and one or two episodes will be really great, and all of a sudden it's just off the map. You can't find it. There's nothing new, and so you know I I won't plug that. I won't plug any podcasts like that. You want to, right. um, I'm going to You we're trying to point people where there's like, we're talking about earlier where they're going to fill that gap Mm -hmm. that consist consistently on a consistent basis, that there's going to be material there. You know, it's not, you can't be a one hit wonder.
1: Right. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. And so those, those are a couple um,
1: double portion,
2: Um, double portion, you know, and we were talking about content creator, and here's a non-apostolic book, and it's a, it's an older book um, that I barely picked up the other day, um, that I wanted talking about people that are thinking about getting the content. It, it's it's got kind of an appropriate title, right? And this is not a plug for the author. I don't know him or anything. It's it's a non, probably a non-religious guy, but it's this book still like an artist.
0: Yeah, I've seen that book.
2: Oh, I'm it's that. basically about encouraging you. To get your content out there mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to break some of those those barriers an easy book to read it's really it's a really cool book um i mean he just he talks about there's this whole thing of always wanting to be original right right <laughs> and then he kind of right. you know kind of he actually quotes solomon in you know, the bible he says there's nothing new under the sun and so he says you know, steal like an artist that's and uh, what he means by that is uh still but give credit. Yeah. Still but cite. Use it and, and rework it and reimagine it. Right. And and it's, has, so it's not really stealing.
0: He has another book know? uh in exactly the same format called Show Your Work. And he talks yeah. about learning how to share your content and just it's it's good really? stuff. Very good stuff. Yep.
2: Yeah. So I would say if if someone's listening and they're debating whether I should start a podcast or whether I should whatever project, whether I should write a book, you know, it's it's been boiling up in you. Yeah. Do it, you know, get a hold of this little book, encourage yourself, get around people that are encouraging you and going to be honest with you brutally, you know, and, and go for it, you know, because you'll never know. Absolutely, You'll never know. And so that's, that's just a little, little plug for that book. Not, not necessarily. I don't know who the guy is, but um, the content in there is beneficial to, apostolic creators you know it's just it really is and so um a couple books i've read this year that have been most one of them one of the most impactful books has been uh uh, and i pulled it out you might want to i don't agree with everything in the book it's a trinitarian author but my 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 kingdom matrix
0: oh interesting
2: this guy um one of one of the great points in there is he talks about the fallacy of a third kingdom Basically, the point is, he's, he's his, his, his idea is that there's only two kingdoms. There's a kingdom of light, and a kingdom of darkness. And Christians have a habit of creating a third kingdom in their mind when they're at work. And then, you know, it's a neutral kingdom. It's a gray kingdom. It's, it's neither right. light nor darkness.
1: Right. Very good.
2: And he said, there's no such thing. Either you're at. The- right. And then he makes some powerful points. And one of the things that I came away with, and it's not in the book, but that the gray kingdom... Is darker than the dark kingdom because it's a pseudo kingdom, right? Wow, interesting. That's the that's the kingdom that gets spit out. That's the lukewarm kingdom. Wow. And so, it's a clarion call for apostolics in my mind: is you need to take the kingdom with you to work wherever you, you need go. to kick. There you go, because he said, "There's no such thing as as that."
1: Well, you're either gathering with me or you're scattering. <laughs> there you go. You're, yeah, there's no neutral playground between the two
2: right right and so yeah there's been some um other other books that are that are coming out um that are positive you know um but i think overall the the apostolics the apostolics as as a movement um talking about this renaissance the the writing is getting better the editing's getting better you know um citing materials getting better <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm.
2: that's mm-hmm. you know don't be afraid to cite where you got that nobody's going to think you're an original um <laughs> right go ahead and say where you got it from and then expand on it you know right um those kinds of things but um i, I think as, as far as podcasts and books the apostolics are in a good place right now and, and we're just we're, we're, we're moving up
1: well there's no question that if you introduce uh, apostolic publishing into it that just takes it to another level so that, that's, right right that's a fantastic vision fantastic yeah so pray for us
2: Absolutely. you know it's, it's it's we want to do it right so that's why we've been taking it so we don't want to just throw stuff out there just for the sake of saying hey we're doing this you know mm-hmm. and uh I, I guess that would be another another thing i would i would mention um for the listening audience if if you're going to do something just do it with excellence don't do it just to throw it out there yeah. you know
0: Cause let's be honest, if you tune into a podcast and after five or 10 minutes, if they don't get you hooked, I'm the guy that just shuts it off and moves on to something else.
2: Right. right. You know, right.
0: How long do you read a book before you ask yourself, okay, am I done with this book or not? Right.
2: Right. Right. Yeah, it's... And, and you know, I think as a creator too, there's a responsibility, especially as apostolics that you integrate your ethics and your integrity into, mm-hmm. uh, what you're, you're teaching and what you're, you're advocating, right. Mm-hmm. That, that there's a certain responsibility that you carry because my, my mindset is the same, you know, that I have when I'm behind the pulpit is that I have to preach, right. Because people are making life decisions based on what I'm preaching. right? And so people as well are making decisions or taking direction based on what the content we're putting out there. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we, we try to be responsible with that, um, you know? And so, yeah, that's that's why we review things.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, this has been great today, Pastor Brock I want to thank you on behalf of our crew. This has been great. Last year, everybody loved uh, our discussion. Um, and it's also a way, if, if you're listening right now and you know of a good apostolic author, uh, music artist, something we didn't even get into today, which is another entire discussion
2: um yeah music's another world
0: yeah but chime in in the comments share uh content with us uh we're all about promoting that stuff so uh thanks again for being here man do you have any parting words for us
2: keep the faith yes sir
0: big (laughs) words (laughs) yeah
2: no uh you know um i'm i'm encouraged i really am um by what you're doing um what other brethren are doing i wish we could mention everybody you know and and uh, even the little guys that are, that are out there, you know, Absolutely. They're just, but you know, we don't have time, but I would say, keep doing it. You know, mm, it's, it's, right. it's such a tremendous blessing. And going back to what we were talking about a little earlier, um, the unity and community that, that we, we feel, you know, broadly. Um, yeah. I'll give you this testimony. There was a, a the AR. there was a man that reached out to me. He's apostolic, but he had mentioned how, um, I had I had put this post out that apostolics don't cancel apostolics, you know, because cancel culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the point of the of, of the tweet was apostolics don't cancel apostolics, and I guess it it struck a nerve with him and he DM'd me and he said he had felt like he'd been canceled and stuff and you know but that the apostolic review community had kind of uh, encouraged him to to be in community again, you know, and he was finding mm-hmm. trust to you know, something obviously had happened. He didn't divulge uh, the reasons for him not feeling like he was part of, he was apostolic, but he didn't feel necessarily like he was part of the apostolic community. And he was a pastor, so I don't want to say any names. Um, But, you know, so I reached out to him and and we talked for a bit. And uh, that's the kind of things that that we don't see, um, that there's people out there that are lonely, people out there that don't feel like they're in community. Absolutely. and, And so I would say, you know, keep doing it, you know, and make people feel like they belong part of it. Don't Mm -hmm. be, uh, don't, don't make, don't make, give it a sense of being a have and a have not, Mm -hmm. you know, that everybody is part of this community. Everybody's important and everybody has a voice and we need to love one another and encourage one another, encourage other ministries and correct one another, rebuke one another so we can get the best out of each other. And, uh, and we get the best out of each other, then we're giving God the best, right? And So um, this podcast, you guys have, uh, you know, and I, I hate to use that word best, but right now it's its one of the best podcasts out there because of the content, the community, and uh, the sense of being able. Mm-hmm. This is what happens with brethren that they feel like they're not able to sit at the pastor's table when there's a fellowship, but they want to yeah. know what's being said.
0: Absolutely. This is the impetus right. when we started this conversation a year and nine months ago, or whatever it's been, right? We sat and s- talked to Pastor McKillop, and he has already said he was reluctant. Mm-hmm. And we're like, man, people need to hear what it's like to sit with Pastor McKillop and have a coffee, right? And him tell you what he's studying on, right? That's to me that was the that was the the secret ingredient to this whole thing, right? To, so, right. And what keeps us going is hearing people give those testimonies and say, you know, right this means a lot to me. So again, thank you for there's, joining us today, Pastor. Go ahead.
2: I was going to say, there's as much spiritual growth over that cup of coffee as there is from across a pulpit.
0: I agree. So I agree. Mm-hmm. Love y'all. fitly spoken, yes, sir. Love y'all. Thank you, Pastor Bracamonte. Apostolic Review. Go check them out, everybody.